Welcome back, kids. It's part two of the Friday Double Dip here on Keyboard Tomorrow. I'm Spencer Kite, friendly neighborhood Spencer Man, with the UFC London betting show. As always, a couple things to start with off the top. First one, please gamble responsibly. This is meant to be fun. It is meant to be additive to your experience, not something that creates problems for you, for your family, for your loved ones, anything like that. As I tell you every single time I tape one of these shows, these are numbers on a spreadsheet for me. These, this is monopoly money. I am not out here spending $1,200 at the last event down the amount that I am down for the year. It's not what this is. I'm here making fantasy wagers. And I hope that if you are out there making real wagers, that you are only putting out what you are able to lose. Only put in what you can afford to lose. Please be responsible. If you are struggling or someone you know is struggling with problem gambling, there are resources in the show notes, links to help centers in Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, and Ireland for you to check out and reach out to people if you need help. As always, my DMs on both Twitter and Instagram are open. So if I can be of any service to you, please reach out. Wasn't around last week for UFC Vegas 77. Myra Buena Silva's victory over Holly Holm in the main event. So no bets that weekend. So that takes us back to UFC 290 in terms of a recap, in terms of resetting where we are for the year. So that event, the last pay-per-view, $1,200 out, as I said, $734.73 back down $465.27 for that event. There were a couple split decisions in there that didn't go my way. There were a couple bets that I made where I should have probably gone stronger. Alexander Volkanovsky getting a finish first and foremost amongst those, but it is what it is. This is, this is what, this is what it is. I I know I say it every time. This is what it is. You can, you can do well with picks. You can have everything dialed in, in terms of your analysis, your assessment. And then betting is just hard, man. There's a lot of things to chase. There's a lot of opportunities to get the right winner and not have the right bet. There's opportunities to just miss entirely. I have a episode of a conversation with Nick Kalikas from UFC on the line and the gambler's perspective, MMAoddsbreaker.com coming up in a couple of weeks. He and I talked about all of this stuff, right? It's an episode again, similar to the Dan Step episode from the days at severe talking about sports betting, talking about MMA gambling in particular and how it's really challenging. It's a difficult racket because there's a lot to look at. There's a lot of factors and things can just go wrong. You can get split decisions. You can get injuries that impact the outcome of fights. And so please, as I said off the top, try to just have fun with this. Try to make it be additive to your experience and not something that is problematic and leads to issues. For the year, in terms of my wagering selections, and this hurts. I'm going to tell you right now, this hurts. $7,450 out, $5,066 and three pennies back, down $2,383.93. It is a negative 32% ROI. My bankroll sits at $7,616 and three pennies. It's rough, man. It's rough. I don't like those numbers. I want to get not only back to even, but above. Even I want to be turning profits. I want to be making money. And so 
in having talked to Nick yesterday, which will come out in a couple of weeks, but having gone through with him and, and gotten some insights and thinking things through a little more, I did the thing that I tell myself I need to do more often. And that is really kind of just minimize my bets. Find the stuff that I like, put some money on it, keep them small, keep it manageable. If we lose, it's not a big loss. If we win, they're not giant profits, but they're profits nonetheless. And we're here just to make profits. So here we go with UFC London. As always, we will go through the entire card. I will explain the bets that I make and the reasons why I'm staying away from some others. And there are a lot of fights that I am staying away from. But let's get to it. Main event, Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tybura. One wager here, $200 on Aspinall to finish in round one at plus 100. So looking for a double up. 200 turns into 400. As I said on the Punch Strong Predictions, I think this is a first round win for Tom Aspinall. He is too dynamic. He has too many avenues to victory. He is too good, quite frankly. Simply put, he is too good for Marcin Tybura. I think he comes out and while it won't be the Jake Collier, Alan Badeau, get him out of there quickly, I think it looks like Alexander Volkov. I think it looks like Tom gets the better of things on the feet very early, drags him to the ground, and then either ground and pound or find a submission. One of those two things will happen. I think this is a statement win for Tom Aspinall. And I think I would, I would be surprised if after a victory here, he doesn't take aim at somebody at the top of the division. That Curtis Blades fight is going to linger for a little bit and it, it lingers with me because if he won that one, he is in that championship mix this year and he's healthy and he's in that position. And so he he probably got set back a year in terms of his timeline. I know that's not a thing that he has really been worried about in his career, but I think once you get close and you see guys like Sergey Spivak, who you've already beaten, Sergey Pavlovich moving up the ladder and Jael Almeida coming up behind you. I think there becomes a little bit more urgency to make sure you're getting your opportunities and your recognition. Statement win over Marcin Tybura. I think a first round finish. And then he calls out somebody towards the top end of that division. See if we can't turn 200 into 400 to close out the event. Co-main event is Molly McCann and Yulia Stolyarenko. No bets here. I said on the Punch Drunk Predictions that I think there are paths to victory for each woman. I just don't know how it necessarily plays out. I think Molly McCann will be able to outbox and outstrike Yulia Stolyarenko, but I'm not confident that that happens. I've seen Molly McCann make mistakes. I've seen Yulia Stolyarenko capitalize on fighters making mistakes. Jessica Rose Clark in her one win in the UFC. I just got to stay away. It's just a leave it alone. If you want to find something, you want to chase something. I didn't like any of the props. I didn't like any of the extra stuff. The money line felt weird to felt off to me. I don't think Molly McCann is as big a favorite as she is. Staying away. Featherweights, Nathaniel Wood, Andre Feely. This is another no bet. This is another got nothing here. I like Nathaniel Wood. I think he wins. But Andre Feely's tough. Like this is a good competitive fight. And I want to give... As always, credit to the matchmakers. This is a card where there are very few sizable favorites. Tom Aspinall, Mahmoud Muradov are the only two that are really, truly meaty favorites. The rest of these are pretty close battles. The rest of these are pretty well-matched competitive fights. And for me, 
trying to get my way back to even and then above turning some profits. I got to stay away from fights like this. I don't necessarily think Nathaniel Wood can get a finish. I didn't like the decision play. That's where I've been making some mistakes over these last few months is just chasing stuff and chasing outcomes and results. So we're, so we're just staying away from it. We're just leaving it. We're saving the money for another week, really, because we're not spending that much this week. Staying away. Middleweights, Paul Craig and Andre Muniz. It too is a no bets situation for me. I like Muniz. I think he gets the win, but looking at the prop, he is a reasonable favorite on the money line. Wasn't going there. Looking at the props, the finished prop is you're paying juice. Not worth it to me. Paul Craig is dangerous. He is somebody like it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Paul Craig comes out and finds a finish and and kind of does the Paul Craig thing, trying to find nicer ways to say some of this stuff. But it it wouldn't surprise me if he did Paul Craig things similar to his fight with Nikita Krilov in London a couple last summer, where he goes out and just kind of like takes the beating but finds a triangle. Wouldn't surprise me. Also wouldn't surprise me if Andre Muniz submits him in the first round. Staying away. Just going to enjoy it. I want my grappling match. Please, fight gods, give me my grappling match. Lightweights, Jai Herbert and Ferez Zayem. We do have a play here. It is 50 bucks on Herbert on the money line at plus 130, which would return $115. I think Jai Herbert is slightly better than Ferez Zayem. Now, I'm basing that on September of last year, Ferez Zayem, and what we've seen thus far from Ferez Zayem. He could very well come out on Saturday and look like a improved, more dynamic, more impressive fighter and cause me to rip up this ticket. But given what we've seen from Herbert recently, given what we saw from Zayem last time, which was his best effort to date, I think the veteran, the English veteran, is able to get this done. The size matchup, the range matchup is pretty comparable. I think Jai Herbert is a more dynamic and more experienced striker. He has a better understanding of of what you need to do in there, obviously, by being nine years his senior and far more experienced, especially at a high level as well. So I think Herbert is able to go out there and get a victory. I don't know that it's going to be a finish. I don't know how it's going to play out, anything like that. So for me, looking at it, I get an underdog. Just take that underdog money. Take those underdog odds, play the money line, plus 130, 50 turns into 115. We will take a $65 profit every day of the week. Featherweights to close out the main card, Lerone Murphy and Josh Coolibau. This is another no bet situation for me. As much as I like Murphy, and I think there is the possibility that he goes out here and styles on Josh Coolibau, I also think Coolibau is better than we give him credit for more dangerous and opportunistic than we give him credit for. And so given that Murphy struggled a little bit last time out against Gabriel Santos, which I think is mostly because it's short notice and it was his first fight in well over a year. I want to just stay away and I want to just watch and see how this one plays out. I think Lerone Murphy is going to win. He was my pick on the predictions. I think he's going to win. I think there is, as I said, a great likelihood, even a, a solid likelihood that he goes out and looks tremendous and shows that he is a level above Joshua Kulibau and puts himself in that mix to, if not break into the top 15 himself, 
face one of those guys in the lower third, like I talked about earlier this week, the Danny Gays, the Edson Barbosas, the Alex Caceres of the world. But I just want to, I just want to make sure. I just want to see it. I just want to make sure. Let's see what happens. We stay away from that one. Bantamweight fight to close out the prelims, David Grant versus Daniel Marcos. Similar to the Jai Herbert fight, I've got $50 on Grant on the money line, plus 115. So 50 turns into 112.50. This is the same sort of setup, right? Give me the veteran that has proven himself that I've seen win fights in the UFC consistently over better competition than this, as opposed to the younger, less experienced fighter. I like what I saw from Daniel Marcos against Simon Oliveira, but I that is that is a step up, Simon Oliveira, to Davy Grant. And I just trust Davy Grant, especially as an underdog at home, to go out and find a victory here, to go out. And it it may not be a one-sided win. This might have to be similar to the Aston South fight where he was losing that fight. He was down on the cards in that fight and was about 90 seconds away from losing that fight before the end of the fight sort of situation happened where there was a inadvertent, not an inadvertent stand-up, an inexplicable stand-up, I will call it, that gave Davy Grant the opportunity to find a finish and he found it and took it and went home with it. That's the reason I'm taking Davy Grant here is that he is able to finish fights, not whenever he wants, but he is able to pull them out. I think he finds some left hooks. I think he gets after Daniel Marcos and he gets a victory on Saturday. So hopefully we can turn 50 into 112.50 and continue making a little bit of profit on this fight card. Welterweight fight, Danny Roberts and Johnny Parsons. I have no confidence in either of these men. I have no bets on this fight whatsoever. This is one that I just sit back, watch it, see what it tells me, see what I can learn about where each man stands in the welterweight division from what happens on Saturday. I picked Danny Roberts. He is my pick simply because he is a more experienced guy. And I think from a range and a length and a ability standpoint, he should be able to outwork Johnny Parsons, but I want no part of this. There is no prop. There is no money line that is of interest to me in this fight. Staying all the way away. Mark Casey and Joel Alvarez in the lightweight division. This is also a stay away for me. This is also a no bets situation. I like Yoel Alvarez. I don't like the money line. I don't like the finish prop. So I'm just staying away from it. Jacasey is dangerous. Yoel Alvarez is the kind of guy he hasn't thus far. And he made weight on, on Friday morning. Made weight earlier today. So that's great. That's check mark number one. He's the kind of guy, though, it feels like at times that he, it wouldn't surprise me if he came out and laid an egg every once in a while. He hasn't thus far, right? The losses in the UFC are Armin Saryukin and Demir Ishmagulovs, two, two guys I have the utmost respect for. But this also feels like one of those spots coming back after 17 months off. Maybe he's not as sharp, kind of similar to Lerone Murphy earlier this year against Gabriel Santos. Maybe he's not quite as sharp. Maybe this is a spot where he's a little bit vulnerable and Mark J. Casey looks to rebound from his loss to Michael Johnson. So for me, stay away. Keeping the money in my pocket for this one. Young heavyweights Mick Parkin and Jamal Pogues. My play here is $50 on Parkin on the money line at plus 130, which returns 115. Very similar to the Jai Herbert wager, exact same 
as the Jai Herbert wager. This is just a play on the upside that I think Parkin has. I think right now, because he is 6-0 and and he hasn't competed in the UFC or faced anybody of real great consequence, we're getting underdog money. We're getting plus money on Mick Parkin. But I think he's better than plus money. I think he is the victor here. And in previous weeks, this would be a spot where I'm going harder than 50 bucks, but I'm trying to be smart. I'm trying to minimize a little bit. I'm trying to keep, trying to contain the losses if there are losses. I understand that that's how you also maximize profits, but I got to think about it from a profit is profit and let's keep the losses contained. I think he's better than we than we know right now. I mean, training with Phil DeFries, Tom Aspinall gives you a good baseline and a good understanding of where you fit. And I think that is above Jamal Pogues. We're going to find out on Saturday. I could be totally wrong. This could be a situation where Mick Parkin is, is not quite ready to be at this level, but I think he is. 27 years old, unbeaten, coming off a great finish on the Contender Series last summer, last fall, over Eduardo Neves, who is now the LFA heavyweight champion, was undefeated going into that fight, is unbeaten since that fight. Give me Mick Parkin underdog money. Let's see what we can do. Middleweight division, Mahmoud Muradov versus Brian Barbarina. No bets. Muradov is one of the larger favorites on this card. I believe the second biggest favorite on this card behind Tom Aspinall. Just staying away. Not betting against my guy, Bam Bam. There's no props. There's no nothing that I like here. Just stay away. Watch this fight. See what happens. Pick Muradov. Certainly would be happy if I was wrong. I'm team Bam Bam all the way in my heart, in my head. Pick a Muradov. Keeping my money in my pocket. We'll just see what happens. Ketlin Vieira versus Penny Kianzad in the Bantamweight division. This is another no bets situation for me. I like Vieira. She is a reasonable favorite. There's just nothing here that I like. Looking at it, even if I just pull it up again now, I don't think I looked at the wins by decision play, but my guess is, and we're going to do this in real time. This is the joy of of podcasting for you. I believe, and here we go, we pull it up. Even the win by decision. I mean, it's plus 120, so that's maybe something we'll look at after we get off air. It's It's worth a sprinkle. It's worth a little touch, but I'm happy saying no bets here. I'm happy keeping it, keeping my powder dry on this one because Vieira is a little bit inconsistent to me. She just feels like one of those fighters that I can't really nail down what she's going to do from fight to fight, right? Looked great against Misha Tate, then looked okay against Holly Holm, and then looked just kind of all right against Rocky Pennington last time out. If I were to play anything, and, and I will tell you, I will jump on Twitter if I do add this to it either today or first thing tomorrow. It will be a Vieira by decision at plus 120. Won't be a lot. Won't be big. That would be the only thing I would add. But for right now, on air as we tape this, no bets. Move to lightweight. Chris Duncan versus Yanel Ashmoos. We've got a stack here for Yanel Ashmoos. So $50 on the money line at plus 125. Returns 112.50. And 50 bucks for Ashmoos to finish at plus 210. Returns 155. So it's $100 out, $112.50 if he gets a victory, $267.50 if he wins inside the distance, either a $12.50 profit or a $167.50 profit if we get an 
Ashmoo's victory and an Ashmoo's finish, respectively. I think this is a coin flip fight in terms of where these two guys stand and, and what we've seen from them and who they are. I think Duncan gets a little bit more love here and a little bit more play here on the betting side of things in terms of these the opening odds or the odds as they stand now as I make these plays because he is fighting in the United Kingdom. He's coming off a grinded out win where he showed some wrestling. And because Ash Moves is just a guy that is 7-0 and hasn't really faced anybody, I think there is a tendency to look at fighters that run through contender series opponents that dominate contender series opponents as he did last time out against Sam Patterson and discount them a little bit and say, well, they were facing a guy that wasn't quite ready, that hasn't been at whatever level. Chris Duncan has fought in Cage Warriors. He's fought on Contender Series twice. He's got a victory in the UFC. think that's why he's the favorite, but I like the dog. I like Yanel Ashmoos in this fight. I think he finds the chin. I think he gets a victory. Obviously, I, I think it's a finish as well. We've got the stack, 100 out. Let's see if we can't pull that 267.50 back in. Strawweight division, Mama B, Shauna Bannon versus Bruno Brazil. Similar stack here with Bannon, $50, to $50 on the money line at plus 125 for a return of 112.50 and 50 bucks for Bannon to win by decision at plus 180, which returns 140. So it's 100 and out, 100 out, excuse me, 112.50 in for that 12.50 profit if she gets a victory and 252.50 if she wins by decision for a 152.50 profit. I think this is, a fight that she could, like, to me, I don't necessarily understand why Bruna Brazil is the favorite here. Shauna Bannon is fighting close to home. She is going to have a very vocal support crew in the arena on Saturday. She's not traveling very far, Bruna Brazil, coming from Brazil, given not given her name. Her last name is Brazil, but she is Brazilian. She's coming off a loss. Shauna Bannon is undefeated in her pro career after being undefeated in her amateur career, she stepped into the cage 10 times. She's got her hand raised 10 times. You're giving me that fighter as an underdog? I'll take it. I'll take it. Simple as that. You give me an undefeated fighter coming off a good win in Invicta that is facing somebody that just got absolutely mollywopped by Denise Gomes last time out. And I think Denise Gomes is better right now than Sean Abandon is. But I think Sean Abandon can go out here and grind away, work away to a decision win. And so you want to give me plus money on both of those two numbers? I'll take it. See what we can do. Opening fight of the night, Jafel Filo and Danny Berez. 50 bucks for me on Berez to get a finish at plus 240. So this is literally a pick em fight, according to the odds. Both men at minus 110 last time I checked. But I like Berez as a finisher. I like him to win the fight. But where I see the value and where I see the opportunity to get some money in and make a reasonable profit, make a nice solid profit, is on the finish prop. He has finished his last four fights. He is a finisher overall. And we saw Jafel Filo get finished last time out and get finished, <clears throat> excuse me, in a way that I don't like seeing from fighters, right? Had Muhammad Makayev in that knee bar, as I talked about on the prediction show, had him in that knee bar, didn't finish it. Makayev gets out of it gets around to his back, gets a neck crank on, and Philo just taps. And listen, I understand it is uncomfortable. It is painful. You don't want to be there. I don't want someone cranking on my neck, but I am not a professional cage fighter. I don't make my living inside the octagon. I make it outside of the octagon. 
And so give me the 34-year-old big hitter, big finisher to go out there, make a statement in his debut. 50 turns into 170. I will take that all day. That would be phenomenal. As always, we come to what is really, truly, my favorite part of this show. And that is the Punch Drunk Predictions Parlays. Every week, we do a $10 parlay with my picks from the main card, the prelims, and the full card. These are just fun. This is just, I'm I'm not a big parlay advocate, not somebody that really believes in chasing multiple legs. I think it's hard enough to pick winners to then add in, we got to pick winners and winners and winners and winners is, is tough. Anytime friends reach out and say, hey, who do you like? I make sure to add straight bets, single bets, just bet winners. But still, I can't go through and not have this just in case, right? It's been a number of years since UFC 248, which is the last card where I went perfect with my predictions. But it's going to happen again at some point. And if and when it does, I want to make sure that I've got some parlays for the betting show in there. So we go through the main card. Tom Aspinall, Molly McCann, Nathaniel Wood, Andre Muniz, Jai Herbert, Lerone Murphy. $10 wager, combined odds of plus 1,358 returns $145.78. I said 100 weird there. Prelims. Davy Grant, Danny Roberts, Yoel Alvarez, Mick Park, Mahmoud Muradov, Catlin Vieira, Yanel Ashmoos, Sean Abandon, Danny Berez. Nine fight prelims. That's a lot. That's a lot of fights. $10 wager, combined odds of plus 30,142 returns $3,024.21. If we go nine for nine, like just prelims alone, if I go nine for nine on the prelims and turn $10 into three grand, I honestly, I won't care what happens on the main card. Doesn't matter. Wouldn't matter. We've only got two straight bets on the main card. Obviously we're good in terms of profit for the day. We'd be good for profit for the year. But if we go nine for nine on the prelims, that's already a great day. But it would mean there's a chance for a full card parlay to hit. So that full card is Tom Aspinall, Molly McCann, Nathaniel Wood, Andre Muniz, Jai Herbert, Lerone Murphy, Davy Grant, Danny Roberts, Yoel Alvarez, Mick Park, and Mahmoud Muradov, Ketlin Vieira, Yanel Ashmoos, Sean Abandon, and Danny Berez. $10 wager, combined odds of plus 440,000. 847 for a return of $44,087.99. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, listeners, people that I love and adore, if I turn a $10 wager, pretend money or not, numbers on spreadsheet or not, if I turn a $10 wager into $44,000, I'm beyond here next week just styling, just living it up. We're going to start taking shots at all kinds of other wild things because we will be up more money than I can possibly imagine. My ROI for this card will be through the roof. And I'll admit, I'll tell you right now, I won't be able to rein it in. I'll start looking at it and be like, well, I'm up all kinds of money. Let's just, let's just take some shots. I will hopefully have good people like Nick Kalikas and some of my other friends in this industry message me and be like, Hey, that's a great cash. That's a, that's a life-changing. That is a 
career-defining cash. Don't be stupid. Don't go wild with it. Have some fun, but make sure you just stick to the stuff that got you where you are now. It'll be hard, but if we turn 10 into 44 grand, I may have to tape an emergency straightaway podcast of me just laughing for a minute. Just just a five minute, hey, Spencer, special episode of the Keyboard Kimura podcast, just to let you know that I turned $10 into $44,000, hitting the full card parlay, 15 for 15. We out here doing it. That's what you'll get on Sunday. If we If we do this, this comes through. You're getting a special five-minute pod of just me laughing into this microphone for five minutes straight. I don't think it's going to happen, but boy, it sure would be fun, wouldn't it? I think tomorrow is going to be a good time. UFC London kicks off at 6 a.m. Pacific time here on the West Coast, airing exclusively on UFC Fight Pass here in Canada. Shouts to Aaron Bronstetter for reminding us of that yesterday. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fights. Look after yourselves. Look after your loved ones. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Know that you're loved. Know that you're appreciated. Check out the boys at One Bone ESK20 at checkout for 20% off. Sign up for the Keyboard Kimura Substack, spencerkite.substack.com. $0, $5 a month, $50 for a year. Support me anyway. Any way you subscribe, I appreciate it. Get it all at spencerkite on Twitter and Instagram. Until Saturday. When we get into the octagon and the fists start flying. I love you. I will see you soon.